Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Fast Break. I am your host, Phil DeVito, Trilly Philly. And joining me, we got Big Looch, and we got a special guest today, Mike. Uh, unfortunately, I'm on as is, and Hurricane Hamza couldn't make it today, but we're still going to get this recording in. Guys, want to say anything before we start? Let's go Bulls, even though they suck. LeBron's the GOAT. All right. So we're going to be discussing today as the topic is going to be load management and how basically how players have been resting or just sitting out games due to personal reasons or whatever they have going on. So I'm going to let you guys go first. So Mike, what are your thoughts overall on players resting and just load management overall? So I think with this season, it's honestly quite okay for players to rest because this is the shortest offseason in NBA history. We, uh, we had the Lakers win over the summer, and within a few months, we had a brand new season. And um, with all the uh, injuries that have been happening recently, I think that's due to the, all the close games that these NBA players have been having to go through. We had Jamal Murray go down and Donovan Mitchell go down, which is really bad for the league. But I'm hoping they come back strong. But these schedules are really tough for the players, and they need their time to practice or just to rest their bodies. So I think in the past, I don't think it was okay for load management. For example, Kawhi, that he sat 20 games uh, in 2019, I thought that was a little bit too much. But I think with this year, with the short and off season, that it's, it's okay for NBA players to have load management to take days off. Uh, one player that I think is doing a little bit too much this season is Kyrie Irving. I think that the whole birthday party fiasco that happened, I think that was too much, and I believe he got fined for it, which he deserved it. You know, the Nets are one of the top teams in the league, and they're going to need him and everyone else on that team to be playing, and they need to build up their teammate chemistry because I think as of right now, I think KD, Harden, and Kyrie Irving have only played seven games, and the Nets are not going to go much far in the playoffs due to just bad teammate chemistry. They're going to be versing very good teams with, the best coaches in the league with elite schemes. So I think that load managing nowadays, it's good just because of the, the, the hard schedule that they've been going through, but some players have been taking advantage of it. Yeah. I just want to add on to what Mike said. Yeah. The load management situation, it's definitely been taking a toll on the NBA for sure. Like there's no question about it. Like, most most of the players in the NBA they do take a lot of load load management, especially one of the players being Kawhi Leonard, who's very known for load management. I mean, the guy rarely gets injured, but yet still needs uh, time to recuperate his body. I mean, yeah, most players need that time to recuperate, but if you're doing it like often and frequently, it's it's so unnecessary for this league to even have something like that. And I'm surprised Adam Silver's even the commissioner of the NBA who's still letting this happen, which is kind of crazy to believe. But, um, yeah, most teams are still following with the uh, product. Um, trying to think, what's it called? The protocols of the load management, uh, I uh, believe. Uh, it's it's honestly really bad for the NBA. I mean, it's – the NBA is try, it's trying to um, – it's trying to uh, show what the fans really want, and they want to see the su- their superstars play for their teams. And if their superstars are taking uh, rest and they take the night off, if, unless if it's an issue, if, unless if it's an injury, 
then what's the whole point of them taking the day off? I mean, if you're playing two games in a row and you're feeling fine, what's the whole point of load management? It's it's ridiculous. Uh, honestly, I don't like the way the NBA uh, runs uh, or how they see load management uh, nowadays, especially the last few seasons we've been seeing load management uh, increase by a lot. But uh, that's all I have to say about that. I mean, load management's just it's just bad for the NBA. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, no, definitely. You guys brought up some good points. Uh, but Mike, I'm definitely gonna have to disagree with you to an extent. I mean, shortened off season or not, I mean, these players are sitting out games for half the time for no reason. I mean, the only player that really should be sitting out, I mean, granted he's injured, is LeBron James. This man made the past what ten NBA finals. Or, well, they missed the one year they didn't make the playoffs, but other than that, he's made the finals since, what, 2011? This man is the only player right now that should be resting out of the entire NBA, and there's no debating that. Kyrie Irving, first of all, I want to say, what is going on with Kyrie Irving? This man has, this is his third time taking games off for personal reasons. For what? For reasons that we don't know, and at this point, I think he's just taking advantage of the situation because he knows that nothing's going to happen. He should get fined for it because it's ridiculous. If you're, I think that if you're fully capable of playing, if you're not injured, then you should be out there. I don't care what the situation is. You know, there's certain extents to this, but I think if you're able to play and, you know, then you should be out there. And, you know, what really bothers me is Kevin Durant. So he came back, he comes back from this crazy Achilles injury, which is one of the worst injuries in sports. I, I, yeah, I would definitely say, but he had more than enough time. He had a full year and a half more to recover. He gets injured with a hamstring injury, which he definitely took more time off than needed. There's no doubt. I get it. They didn't rush him back there. You know, they were up there with one of the seeds. I get that. But then he comes back minutes restriction, which again, all right, then he the game against Minnesota gets postponed, so it goes from Monday to Tuesday, and he plays a game against Minnesota, which means nothing because the Timberwolves are irrelevant this year. They're one of the worst teams in the NBA. Cat's not even playing. So he plays that game, but then the game that everyone's actually interested in, which is the game after against Philly, and he decides to rest. To me, that makes absolutely no sense. Why would you sit him against the Timberwolves, who are irrelevant this year, but then not play him against your rival in the East, who's battling you for the number one seed. To me, it makes absolutely no sense. I don't understand what the point of that was. Why would you play him against that Timberwolves team? No one's watching the Timberwolves. No one's watching that game. Everyone's going to want to watch the Nets Sixers. Everyone was hyped for this game. Again, battle the East, my picks for the Eastern Conference Finals, and he doesn't play. I think it's just absolutely ridiculous. We haven't seen anything out of the big three in Brooklyn, which to me, again, I think it's all... like. I find it so crazy that the second that Durant comes back and it's, oh, James Harden has a hamstring injury. Like, give me a break. I, I think this, this all, it's all a joke at this point. Let me, let they me haven't – no, I, let me finish. Hold on. I, this, is, this is ridiculous. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I just don't understand why they, they sit players against games that – or they play them against games that don't matter, and then they just all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're going to rest them. And then Kawhi, again – a player that rarely ever gets hurt and hasn't played like a single game this whole week. Again, load management, like, I think the NBA has to monitor this better. Let, let me ask you a question, Chili Philly, if that's your real name. All right. Is the NBA better with or without LeBron James? Oh, that's easy. It's obviously better. He's the okay. best player in the so, world. 
it's better. You just answered the question. Yeah, it's of course Load it's management should happen, especially with the older players like LeBron. LeBron should have been benched by Frank Vogel to sit games. There would have been a very high chance for this injury that happened LeBron would have not happened. Yeah, I admit he should have sat games. I said he was the only player that should be sitting, if any. There's Look no other Look at Anthony player. Davis. Anthony Davis has a, a very bad injury history. He should have also been benched. He was also in the bubble. I, I get it. He hasn't played nearly as many games as LeBron. But he's a big man that has had injury problems in the past. He should have also been benched this year. Okay, but what about KD? KD, too, came back from an Achilles injury. I get that it. That injury was, a was over a year and a half ago. It doesn't ago. matter. No, I, no, 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 no. He... He took more. He had more than enough time for that. Kobe literally hit a free throw and still played with the torn Achilles. You're gonna tell me this man has a year and a half and still can't. And come that back. was a career-ending injury. He never came okay, back. Okay, but that. he's playing like an MVP this year. So Durant's because playing because he's, he's got averaging thirty. Rest. Okay, he got rest. So what does he need this extra time for? For what? To he's rest his body. But he's, he's playing like an MVP. See, this is another thing. This is why Jokic is probably going to win MVP. He doesn't miss games. He's not a load manager. So Kevin Durant, there's no excuse. Kyrie Irving, no excuse. Kawhi Leonard, no excuse. Period. Yeah, I just want to add on to what Mike said. Yeah, KD had over almost two years of rest. Because remember, he got injured in, I believe it was game four, game four, four, five, game five, four or five, four. one of those two. He got injured. Well, that was with Golden State, and that was August of 2019. We're in April of 2021. That is about at least almost coming up two years since he's had that injury. Yeah. And that has been plenty of rest for KD. He missed but... a full year with Brooklyn last year. And the season got, you know, of course, it didn't start normal in October. It started nearly Christmas. The brother plays a month or two, gets a hamstring injury, and then decides, you know what? Again, I understand they were winning games. They had James Harden. They had Kyrie. I understand that. But it's important for this team to get their teammate chemistry, teammate chemistry up because even though these three are so, you know— it, these are the top, this is the best offensive team we've ever seen, ever, period. Their defense is is very, you know, scrambled, and their teammate chemistry could be, the, you know, the end of them. We look at the Clippers. Everyone was so sure the Clippers gonna, were going to win it last year, and look what happened. They choked under pressure. They didn't play enough games, and as loaded as that team was, Doc Rivers, they couldn't do it. So now you're adding, you, you know, these players have played seven games together. It's... Steve Nash, who hasn't coached a single game until this year, so that's a lot of pressure on him. He has no experience, right? And you're just throwing him into a situation where he has this loaded team. And by the way, th this team by far has to be the greatest team we've ever seen. It's the best offensive team and healthy. I don't really see how they could lose personally. As a Lakers fan, a huge LeBron fan, I cannot see any team... If I had to pick one team to beat the Nets, it would be the Lakers, personally. I think that's the only team in the NBA that has a shot at beating this team in a seven-game series. Maybe Philly, possibly the Clippers, but I got the Lakers that have really the only real chance at possibly beating this team in a seven-game series. I just kind of want to add on to uh, what Mike said earlier. Uh, so KD was thrown in a different situation in Brooklyn. I mean, Golden State didn't really knew then they didn't really know how to handle his uh his torn Achilles injury at the time. They they kind of really uh, took that situation way out of proportion. 
Uh, it first started out as a strained calf injury. He injured it in the semifinals against the Rockets. Yeah, so he got injured in the semifinals against the Rockets. Um, that kind of shows what kind of a medical staff the Warriors have. I mean, the Warriors didn't really know how to handle a huge major injury like that. I mean, yeah, Steph Curry, numerous ankle injuries, but though, though he, Curry was able to come back from those. This was uh, this was career-ending. A torn Achilles should have ended many players' careers. Somehow it did not end Kobe's. It did not end DeMarcus Cousins' career. I'm surprised it did not end KD's career. You know, all these players, they, they know what they do. They know what to do with their bodies. They take good care of themselves. They get back on the court. But here's, in my opinion, as much as I am a huge Lakers fan, I want to say this. I believe that the Brooklyn Nets have a better medical staff and better tactics of managing injuries than the LA Lakers. I'm just saying that because I feel like as LeBron's getting older and as me being a huge LeBron fan and thinking that he's the GOAT, he's he's going to come to the point where Father Prime is going to win. We've we've all seen it before. You know, this this prime for LeBron James, it's the, it's the longest going prime in all of sports other than Tom Brady. It's 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 remarkable to even see this in the NBA because you don't see this anymore. You don't see a prime going for at least he's on the verge of going f- for a prime in twenty years. He's on the verge of doing that, which is quite impressive. I'm not gonna lie, but I think these next two seasons for the Lakers definitely uh, Frank Vogel and his medical staff have to be mindful of not only LeBron but AD because that's their one-two punch. And without those guys, the Lakers are gonna need a lot of ground and a lot of. Uh, stepping up from their younger players to uh, make up in the standings and hopefully try to compete for another chip. But, uh, yeah, i just like to say Brooklyn, I think, has a better medical uh, medical staff than the Lakers because Kate in Brooklyn, they know how to manage their injuries. I mean, Harden just went down with a strained calf or strained hamstring. Hamstring, hamstring thank you. He went down with a strained hamstring. Uh, Kyrie, I don't even want to start talking about him. He's been all over the place. He's a complete bum overall, but, you know. It happens. Well, no, I, I I'm gonna have to disagree with you though. <laughs> when no, when when Kyrie Irving plays, he's phenomenal. Um, I'm not gonna say he's like MVP like James Harden. James Harden when he plays, let me tell you, James Harden even when Kyrie and Durant didn't play, he was still winning against Phoenix. I believe against Utah, like he was he was playing amazing. But Kyrie Irving, let me tell you, when he plays, just the way how he controls the ball and you know. His role this year is really, you know, especially, you know, when really mainly when James Harden is out there, he's been the shooting guard. So I think his role as a shooting guard is honestly maybe even the best version of Kyrie because I I just feel like overall, because James Harden hasn't really been a point guard for his career. He's mainly been at the two. But James Harden has been, this might actually be the best year of his career. And I know he won MVP in 2018. But James Harden, let me tell you, whenever ever since he got traded to Brooklyn, he has been nothing. He has been great. Like there's nothing else to say. James Harden has been playing like an MVP. He's basically he's when healthy, he's a top five player, and that's no doubt. He is one of he is he can really do everything. His defense isn't still isn't the greatest, but he got better, and his offense is is one of the best we've ever seen of all time. So. You know, there's no doubting the way how he plays. Like I was saying before, this Brooklyn Nets team, they don't really have many games played together. But when they are healthy, let me tell you, I know that this team, I'm sure this team will click. But, you know, there's not that many games left in the season. 
right now. I believe they're the second seed. Philly's just ahead of them, like by like one game. But we we really haven't seen them play together, Kyrie, KD, and Harden. Uh, so hopefully they can, you know, for the sake for you know Brooklyn fans, you know that they can come back and you know play well. But um, some news about Anthony Davis. Uh, Frank Vogel was saying that he should be coming back next week, most likely against Dallas on Thursday. So that's going to be huge for the Lakers, getting him back into the lineup. He's going to be on a limited uh, minute restriction like KD when he came back, but he will be back in the lineup with, you know, of course, Andre Drummond, who newly acquired a couple weeks ago. And LeBron will return, I believe it's a week after AD. So the Lakers are looking good. They're Right now they're at the fifth seed, so they're definitely holding up. I believe they're 7-8 and eight since LeBron got hurt. So they're just about 500, which, you know, is pretty good. Um, you know, as long as they can stay um, in the playoffs tournament, uh, you know, top 10, they're not losing a play, playing tournament game. Uh, when healthy LeBron and Anthony Davis, it, it's it's over. Um, they're definitely making the playoffs. They're, you know, they're, we really don't have to discuss that. But uh, as long as they can, you know, hold the float right now, when AD and LeBron comes back, you already know playoff LeBron. I mean, you know he's going to be just fine. I'm worried about Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, that Achilles, I believe it was like calf strain or ten, Achilles tendonitis. You know, as we said earlier, Achilles, one of the worst injuries in the game. Um, it's hard to overcome, but hopefully he plays, you know, he comes back strong and, um, you know, hopefully the Lakers can pull it out. I, I have them overall making it to the finals, of course, when healthy. Uh, it's just, you know, a matter if they can overcome Brooklyn or, or Philly or who even knows, maybe even Milwaukee. We, you know, who knows at this point. And last year, Miami made it and no one thought that was going to happen. So... At this point, we'll just have to see what happens and, you know, just go from there. Anything else you guys want to add? Yeah, I just want to add a quick thing since Luciano was talking about the Brooklyn Nets medical staff. I want to give a shout-out to LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, one of the greatest power forwards of all time, a really underrated player. It's uh, it's very unfortunate what happened that he had the uh, irregular heartbeat, but I just want to say, you know, thank you, L.A., for the great career and all the um, – all the shots that you made, almost 20,000 points. That's that's not something a lot of NBA players are able to say. So I hope everything is well, and I'm happy that he and the medical staff were able to figure out what the problem was, and I hope that LaMarcus Aldridge could be okay and this isn't a life-threatening injury. And, um, yeah, I believe that he would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer if he was able to get a ring this year with the Brooklyn Nets, but I think he's damn close to it. One of the best power forwards of all time, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, just a great player. It's very unfortunate that his career got cut short, but I'm happy that he was able to find it or able to figure out what was happening with his body before it became too late. Uh, something like uh, Chris Bosh, he had the blood clots in his leg. Another great player that had to have his career cut short, but I'm happy that, you know, they're still alive and they were able to find out the problem before it was too late. So shout out to LaMarcus. Yeah, I just want to say to uh, Lamarcus, man, uh, fan- fantastic career. Uh, God bless you for um, the best in retirement. I hope you have uh, awesome time uh, enjoying enjoying it with your family, friends. Uh, you had an awesome career in the NBA. Played with Portland, uh, San Antonio, and then the uh, short little uh, stint in Brooklyn, but still mattered in your career. Um, but you played well in Brooklyn. He yeah, was playing good. he played very phenomenal in Brooklyn. Definitely was a huge part. 
for that team. Um, yeah, Lamarck Saldridge, uh, just hoping for the best for you. Hopefully you get well soon, and uh, take this time to enjoy it with your family and friends. That's all I got to say. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just going to end this off here. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge, you will definitely be missed in the NBA. Uh, phenomenal career. Um, I know a lot of fans were probably not so happy when you know when he got bought out by the Spurs and, and the Nets signed him because the Nets were so good. I, I, I'm guilty of that, but this is definitely not the way I wanted it to go. I did not want to have to see him retire uh, because of health issues. Of course, irregular heartbreak is, is nothing to, to joke about. Um, it's a very scary thing. Um, so I just want to say thank you, LaMarcus Aldridge, for what you did, uh, with Portland and for your five years in San Antonio, you're a phenomenal player, uh, all time great. And, uh, we're definitely going to miss you as fans. You know, even when, when you went to Brooklyn, uh, you were playing really well in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, 35, he was hitting shots. Um, you know, his mid range. He's got, I would say, one of the deadliest mid-ranges we've ever seen. I mean, he, even in San Antonio as he got older, but in Portland, his mid-range was just unguardable um, at times. He had a post-fade, you know, he was really unguardable at times. So I just want to say thank you, LaMarcus Aldridge, one of the greatest power forwards ever. And uh, yeah, we will. you will definitely be missed in the NBA. All right, guys, and that's going to wrap it up with this episode on the Fast Break. I hope you guys enjoyed, and um, stay tuned for weekly episodes as we're going to be, um, you know, just doing the latest news and everything with, you know, the NBA. Hopefully, you know, players can start going back on the court like Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and hopefully, um, you know, looking forward to a good you know, finishing off the end of the regular season and playoffs are, I believe, just about a month away. So definitely going to be looking forward to that. And yeah, we're just signing it off. Peace out, everyone. Have a good night. Peace. Have a good one, guys.